0: Welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. My name's Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, owner at Icon Real Estate.
1: And my name is Nikki Hoffman, local agent and expert on all things relative to the 540. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. We want you to be a savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market.
0: This is episode two, people. I'm excited about it.
1: Hopefully we're welcoming some people back.
0: welcoming people back yeah. and maybe, and some, maybe new. some new people. yeah, you know, we got to thank Dave Spence being here last week. Yeah, he was he an was exciting great. guest. I mean he's yeah. always live, mm-hmm. energetic mm-hmm. and with it, you yeah. know so between the two of us, we're not going to be live energetic every single week. That's why we bring on guests.
1: Right. Of course. Yeah. And Dave Dave brought it for the first episode.
0: You know, and I feel like I need to put a disclaimer out there. I mean, our, our overall vision for this podcast is to be well-rounded about Winchester, Virginia and our community. What's going on? Yes, we're realtors and we're going to talk about the real estate market. And yes, we're part of a company, Icon Real Estate. But we don't want to talk about that every single week. Exactly. So that was almost a, a welcome and an introduction to kind of some of our backgrounds and where we're coming from.
1: Sure. I mean, you have to start in the circle of where you are. So the circle is real estate. And that's where we're starting. And that's where we're going to expand from there.
0: But uh, we want you, the listener, to be educated in today's market when it comes to real estate. And we have some information for you. So mm-hmm. we're going to continue to bring on guests that do that. And I'll tell you, we have a great guest today. I'm excited about introducing him. This is Marlon Beitzel from Integrity Home Mortgage.
2: Hey, how are you? Here. Fantastic. You're going
0: to bring the energy today. I'm going to
2: try. No pressure. pressure yeah, Spence. I know him personally. He's going to be a hard act to follow. I can guarantee
0: that. Hard act to follow. You know that's why he had to be on number one. Got to <laughs> give him his due credit there. But you know, I, I feel like that I've known you for a while, Marlon, yep. and and we we go way back for many many years. And I'm excited about getting to know you even more through this podcast. Um, But I got to tell you, I mean, today I'm just a little drawn out. And, you know, we just, full disclosure, we record these things and then we'll release them at certain times. But my day was jam-packed with appointments.
2: Same, same. I was on vacation last week, got back. You know, the work doesn't go away. It still has got to be done. But hey, it's good to to set aside some time just to chat and see what's going on in Winchester.
0: You know, and... Appointments are a good thing, but there's a point where I, I feel like the busy work just bogs down. So, I
2: don't know.
0: Does that happen to you, Nikki? I mean, yeah. you get so busy with your schedule that you don't have time to really, like, unpack for the day?
1: Of course. I mean, the time just, it just drifts away so quickly. You don't even see what's happening. Especially, I mean, I'm juggling a toddler, too, and uh, trying to do some work from home. And How old is she now? She's two and a half.
0: So, Amazing.
1: Yeah. So it's super fun to uh, <laughs> be at home with her a lot. But um, being at home and working with a toddler and trying to get things done, she wants to touch the computer. She wants mm-hmm. to watch the phone. I mean, she just wants to be a part of everything. So,
2: yeah. But listen to us. We're talking about how busy we are. Think about a year ago. Oof. We were stuck at home. <laughs> stuck that, at home.
0: <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. We wanted
2: to be busy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, not to be a downer, I mean, but just schedules. People's schedules and time management can get away from you. And so that's part of what we do, I believe. You know, in in the real estate world, for me, an agent, I have to help people navigate, you know, shopping for houses or how to sell a house. Marlon, you know, you, I think, are probably one of the more organized people that I know in the industry, but in life in general. So I got to give you a little bit of credit. And this time management, this schedule concept is nothing foreign to either of us and maybe you, the listeners, as well. What do you do... On any given day what kind of gets Mm -hmm. you going and then walk us through what does the life of a lender do every (laughs) single day
2: that's a scary place to be (laughs) so you know for for me and I think with anyone professionally it's all about having the right tools and a system so that you can kind of do things repeatedly and just do it with excellence so I've got a team and my team is awesome and they make me look like I know what I'm doing um, so that that's always helpful but you know i'm one of these guys who likes to be in the office most days and so for me it's up early in the morning get some exercise get into the office have my breakfast and coffee while i'm you know checking out a couple of emails but then it's spending a lot of time on, on the phone hmm. you know or i've got appointments lined up i do a lot of things by appointment so one appointment after another and you wrap things up and move on to the next one um, but most of my day is spent just talking with people and saying, how can I help you? What's your goal? What are you trying to achieve? And I've got some expertise that can help you get there. So nothing too fancy, but, mm. um, yeah. And then, you know, having the, the tools that keep me on track. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of Google sheets and, you know, spreadsheets and so forth. Of, of course, as a lender, are you, you're a spreadsheet person, <laughs> I'm a spreadsheet kind of guy. Uh, yeah. All right. Always have been always will be, but it's what keeps you on target. That's what works for me.
0: That should be a question that you ask everybody. I mean, are you a spreadsheet person? If they look at you like on the run for the hills. <laughs> I Do you have use Google Docs? <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, Every we interview. can be friends. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So start us at the very, very beginning. I mean, have you been in the lending industry your whole life, your whole career? I mean, did you come out of the out of the womb saying I want to go help people get loans
2: right. no one who is a realtor or a loan officer ever said that's what I want to do when I grow up <laughs> I will guarantee and no one has done that which is cool because we all come with our own experience and that experience can help us help people you know so when I look at my career that's what it's all been about um, I grew up in Western Maryland up Deep Creek Lake that area Loved it there. Uh, Yet about two days of summer, July fourth and fifth, you know. Yeah, pretty cool. but hey, but it's
0: nice up there. It is. It it's is
2: beautiful. But we wanted to be warmer environment, closer to the city. So when my wife Dawn and I graduated from college, we moved to Winchester, and I was graduating with a degree in chemistry and. Uh, found a high school that I thought was a university
1: Mm -hmm. because
2: I saw it and I said, that's where I want to work. It
0: looks like it. So you really handpicked Winchester. I did. You said, this is where I want to live.
2: Yeah. Well, God kind of brought us this way. We were heading another direction and it's a long story, but we ended up driving to Winchester. I was like, yeah, I've heard of that place. And we came to the visitor center, which I think was in this building, the icon building back in the day, if I'm not mistaken. You're kidding. And there was a picture of Hanley High School and I said, you know what? I'd like to teach there. And I put in an application. This would be for internet and all those good things. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they needed a chemistry teacher. So we moved to Winchester. Right up your alley. Yep. Taught here uh, in the 90s, taught chemistry and then was loving it but it was time to make some money hey shout out to all the teachers out there <laughs> <laughs> you guys do not get paid what you put in i'll tell you that but uh, it's, it's
0: almost between a hobby and a career right there i mean it it's is. like you have to have that passion to teach and yep if you don't have that then you're well, in the wrong world
2: and the re- rewards are there you sure know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like sure. a lot of other things mm-hmm. but um, yeah so did that for a while went into the business world in something similar to um, the mortgage world, it was background screening, mm. and ended up being a director of operations there. Mm. And long story short, all those jobs went to Mumbai, India. I got to go over and train all of our replacements over there in Mumbai. You went to India? I went to India, Ooh, wow! did some training, it was an exciting time, but got into the mortgage business uh, through a friend, mutual acquaintance, and uh, it's been a fantastic ride. Um, the mortgage business is just like teaching in the fact that you have to be very uh, sound technically, hmm. but then you get to help people. And um, it's very much like teaching every day. I'm teaching people about, you know, what do we do? What are the different products? But most importantly, how do I get from where I am to where I want to go? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's really my job in a nutshell. Hmm. You know? And people people don't know the difference between FHA and VA and all that. They don't want to know. Mm-hmm. They want the house. Right, and then they want their payment to be as low as possible, and and they want it to out. be easy process. Exactly, they don't want it to be painful, predictable. Mm-hmm. You know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. You don't want the moving truck sitting out front, and you're not closing the house. So, what
0: allowed you to realize that you were in the service industry as opposed to the lending industry? You know, when did that kind of click for you? Was that right away, or was that something that you realized? Oh, I've got to. Be more personal with people in order to to
2: get the business. Yeah, that that, that clicked very early for me because um, you know think about teaching high school chemistry. How many high schoolers want to go to chemistry class? You know, so it it is uh, you know trying to figure out where where people are, what their interests are, and to say, let me help you achieve whatever whatever it is you want. Um, and so in the mortgage business, you know, most of our work is done by referrals and somebody will introduce me to a, a, a potential buyer and they've got a need. And so it's kind of the, the balls in my court, you know, give me the ball and let's let's help you move this thing forward. Um, so I really thrive in that kind of environment where um, I've, I've got to be on my game. Um, you, you talk about scheduling and deadlines and so forth. You know, if closing is in 26 days from now, that's when closing is. Hmm. We don't say, well, maybe we'll hit that date, maybe we won't. And, um, you know, buyers don't always know what they need to do next. So my job is to be that guy that says, let me lay it out for you. Here's what you do next. Follow my instructions. Everything's going to go well. Cool.
1: Yeah, it's very reassuring to know that you have somebody like you on the buyer's team, you know, that they can feel secure that the work is getting done in the background. You know, like you were saying, you're busy during the day. Most of the time, your clients don't know that all that time is going into working for them and getting, getting to the finish line.
2: You know, I always say that realtors and loan officers got to be like ducks. When you look at a duck, everything's smooth above the surface. Right. Underneath, you're just paddling like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) True. True. You know, I I hear my business people all the time, like, man, I got to pay that commission. It's, you know, People don't realize what it takes um, and the connections you guys have, and you'll you'll piece together, you know, this buyer, this seller, and it just looks easy. If it looks easy, that means somebody's doing their job,
0: right?
1: There was a lot in place for that to look exactly. easy, right? And you
0: would hope that any of the listeners out here can recognize that there is a level of service that's you, that you, is, you should be willing to pay for. Yeah. You know, you, are you willing to pay a lawyer to? to to go to court for you to get you off a charge i think so you want to go to your accountant to make sure that the irs doesn't come to your door i think you're going to pay that money you know when it comes to housing or lending you know it's the same thing but i think there's a different perspective that maybe who knows years and years ago realtors took down a different course and Mm -hmm. and might have been a little unethical or might have been you know poor service and so for whatever reason in the market today i think people with the the savviness of the internet and Zillow leads and Redfin or Trulia or whatever's going on out there, you can do it yourself. Yeah. And it's a little more challenging
2: than that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, um, it it is often about relationships as well. Um, so that's one of the cool things about, you know, being here with you guys on the podcast. This is all about Winchester. Mm -hmm. I've been here in Winchester now for, I don't know, 30 years or something like that. So I, I hope I live and die here. So you're not Georgia.
0: quite a townie. We, we're already kind of, we've already we had that conversation <laughs> yeah. before. Of Neither like, are we. We're not townies, yeah. but you know what? Yeah. We care about this town. That's sure. Right. And we care about making sure that we're connected with the people and the community. And, and how can we support each other? And using Quicken loans, That's what I was just or, gonna go to. Then go for it. I mean, <laughs> no, I was just
1: thinking, what yeah. is Marlin's? You know, you mentioned for us it's Zillow or Redfin. You know, for Marlin it's Quicken or. Who steals business yeah. or who is
0: attempting to steal the local business?
2: Yeah. So you see all the online internet folks, and you know the the good thing about that is it's readily accessible. But the bad thing about that is whoever tells the best lie up front kind of gets a business. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to look through that. you know. And w- here's what's interesting, though. When I talk with folks who are in their 20s and 30s, these, these people grew up looking on the Internet for all their information. And that's fantastic. But it's very interesting when they're going to make a purchase, especially the most important financial decision they're going to make in their life they're still going to go to individuals they know, like, and trust. All mm-hmm. right? and, and I think it's very wise because the good thing is there's a lot of information out there and you should be educated, but then it starts to become, well, who can I trust? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And um, so I, I see this rate that's a 2.5%. Well, that sounds too good to be true. And I get that question all the time. Well, let's look at it. Okay, let's read the, let's read the small print. Okay, I can do exactly the same thing. The difference is... I'm somebody sitting right here and i'm going to help you and i'm going to see you in the grocery store and i'm going to look you in the eye and say hey that was a great thing how's the family doing that kind of thing so mm-hmm. um, it is still all about relationships a lot of online education a lot of tools you need those things you got to use the technology but it's still then it, you know in some ways almost more than ever it comes down to who are you going to trust mm-hmm. to get things done because again, if you're going to shave off an eighth on the rate, but you're not going to close, you know, you're not going to get the deal mm-hmm. because someone's not negotiating for you. Was it really a deal?
0: Now, on the flip side, you still want to be smart and savvy and shop around sure. and, and people should have choices like yeah. that. People should have choices for, you know, where they go out to eat for a restaurant. They should have choices for where they get their loans. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's there's plenty of opportunity out there to have competitive, uh, you know, just research for any specific buyer out there, but what makes you stand out? What yeah. makes you special against your competition? Of why would a listener go use Marlon Beitzel as opposed to somebody else?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, I think one of the first things is Integrity Home Mortgage. It is a Winchester company. So Adam Huddleston founded it. Adam's mother, I used to teach with her. She was over at the middle school when I was the high school. You know, so. Uh, Adam grew up in this area, and it is a Winchester-based company. Our decision makers are local, and we use local appraisers. So we are making sure that we're giving that um, concierge service, if you will. Okay. Are you stealing my lines? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's Did as though that? he already heard
1: the episode that releases tomorrow. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> uh, but so. That for me is a huge win, and I have not been a loan officer anywhere else, and never want to be a loan officer anywhere else. Um, integrity is awesome. Um, one of the things you know that makes us special is we're a correspondent lender, and what that means is when I'm looking at somebody's rates, I'm really looking at twelve different banks. Hmm. I won't name them here, but anyway, I, and I'll share my screen with people. We do a lot of things by Zoom or sitting across the desk, and I'll share my screen. I'll say, hey. Here's behind the scenes, in the kitchen, how we determine your rate. So somebody
0: can trust the fact that they are doing their due diligence and shopping by going just to you and you
2: alone. One application with me at Integrity, we're checking with 12 different banks. Mm -hmm. And all the banks, I can name them. You'd recognize every one of them. Like, oh, I don't have to apply with them, 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 and them. I I get the best out of all 12 of those. And, And by the way, what's my cost to you? Nothing. All right. Well, people always ask, well, who pays you? The bank pays us to be their storefront, mm. so we are the storefront for twelve large banks. All right, and whoever's got the best deal on the given day, that's who we go with. You mm-hmm. know, so it really is a win for everybody mm. the whole way around.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love how like you can be a storefront, yeah. for somebody. You yeah, know, that picture and image. There's the, have you seen those commercials of Capital One? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, look at us. We have this awesome storefront, and come shop with us. Well they're ultimately still gonna like be a big industry corporate not again we're not bashing corporations here but i love the idea of the conversation that we're going to continue to have on these podcasts is that we're local and how we can feed the local businesses Mm -hmm. the local service people to make sure that we're supporting each other but that they're trustworthy
2: yeah so I mean, you
0: know where to go when there's a problem.
1: Yep. I think it comes it kind of um highlights too though the, the feel of Winchester and the community is that it's a it's not a tiny town, but like like you said, you're going to run into the people at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, something happened last week where one of my neighbors was walking his dog and he tells me he was in the ER and who took care of him and mm-hmm. he knows them and he knows their family and I know them and it's all connected, yeah. even though most of the time it doesn't feel like it is. And you could be anonymous mm-hmm. in this town if you want to be, but um, but but people are connected. People, people know each other and... Um, it just kind of comes back to you know support that community that you're living yeah. in and that you're raising your children and your family in. Um,
0: you don't want to run into somebody in the grocery store that you just screwed over, by you know by not giving the bright service or something right. bad goes wrong. That's and, that's not good.
1: And yeah. that person would then tell you know their their neighbor when they're walking their dog. So you know it, it would get out. So you really want to be you know representing and you know representing your your small business um, yep. in the best light possible
0: so you know i asked earlier you know what do you do on any given day well let's be more specific mm-hmm. if i am looking for a house mm-hmm. and i get recommended to give you a call sure walk me through what that process looks like of potentially getting a loan and then say yeah you know, i don't have i have no idea here's how much i make here's what i do what do i need to do
2: yep. perfect yeah so for me that always starts off with a short conversation somebody will call in and I'll just basically ask, okay, are you a first-time home buyer, or you know what kind of range are you looking for, three hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand, you know what are you looking for, and then we'll very quickly you know I'll, I'll answer any questions that the the person may have for me, and then we'll set up an appointment. And I, what I like to do is set a time when we can sit down and talk either face to face or we do a lot of things by Zoom. And that's one of the the beauties after COVID is we're finding that's a great way to do a lot of our hmm. business is it's more efficient for the buyer and for mm-hmm. us. And we can get onto a Zoom call. I can share my screen with them and they could see exactly what numbers I'm looking at. I've got nothing to hide. So hmm. let me just show the numbers. So we'll set up that appointment. And then sometime prior to the appointment, I'll get enough information, name, date of birth, social security number, et cetera, so that I can run credit and have their employment details, et cetera. People can do that by filling out an application on my website, or I can just take it over the phone. But now when we sit down for that one hour or less appointment, I've got most of my answers already um, in front of me. So that's more of a consultation, and that's the part where the educator in me comes out, especially mm-hmm. if you've got first-time homebuyers. Some people are just like, Marlin. give me the rate. Give me my payment. What's going to look like? Okay, great. How much cash do I need? I'm done. All right? That's cool some of the pre-qualifications are 15 minutes right others i had one this morning we go through all that and the guy had a a whole notebook with questions (laughs) we sat there and we talked for an hour and a half that was awesome
0: (laughs) was this the guy that i recommended it was (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) good to know
2: and you know he's a first-time home buyer yep and when i was a first-time home buyer i had all those questions as well the last thing i want is somebody who's saying I don't have time for that. You know, I got to move on and hit my quota, whatever it is. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm an educator. I'm, I'm somebody again, who's in the community. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to call these guys after a year, if they, they've owned the house, I'm going to say, Hey, how's the house? Mm -hmm. How are the kids? I'm going to know those details because we sit and talk about
0: it. What a merging of great worlds being the educator is what you're calling yourself. You know, not a lender, but an educator Mm -hmm. with service, with knowledge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great combination. Yep. yep. Love it. So if, if somebody then gets qualified, mm-hmm. um, you know, walk us through the process of, let's just say they're now under contract. Yeah. Uh, what do they need to do in order to say, okay, Marlon's got this covered?
2: Right. So as soon as they're qualified, I'll write everything up. I'll send it to their agent and I'll send it to them. So everybody's on the same page. This business is so much about um, working together as a team. Because, you know, you're putting in an offer on a really difficult market out there. And it's absolutely possible to be successful if we all work together. And I can tell the agents, here's what's important for us to get this, you know, make it happen. But now somebody goes under contract. They send the contractor over to me. Again, we meet together. We're going to meet together either by the Zoom or in, in person. And now I put everything in writing. So there's a stack of documents, but the purpose is to disclose to the buyer so they know exactly what their rate is, what their closing costs are. It is a shame if anyone ever gets a closing and there are surprises. Yeah, right. Yeah. That I hate that. That should never happen. That, as an agent,
0: I hate that. I don't want that at all.
2: I am crazy about not having surprises, you know. Um, so again, it's an education process. It is me telling the buyer in black and white, in in writing, here's what your payment's is going to look like. And then to walk through... Here are the steps between now and closing. And we have a little document and it's got a checklist. And mm-hmm. I'll say, put this up in your fridge. You follow the left side. It tells you what you need to do. We'll follow the right side. But every step we take, we'll send you a quick email or text and say, hey, by the way, the appraisal came in. Everything looks good. You can check it off on the fridge. Mm-hmm. And if all those check boxes are done, you're going to closing. Mm. And then you look back at the original documents. You say, let's compare that to the final documents. Should be no surprises. If there are, Marlon's got some explaining to do. Sounds (laughs) very systematic. I mean, is every
0: deal the same?
2: (laughs) No. And and that's why you need a system, is to take this crazy world of every deal is different and saying, but we, we have to make it predictable. Because again, everyone who's buying a house, this is not their job. They've got a job to do. And this is something that they're doing for their family or for their future, or for you know whatever the reason is for buying the house. And my job is to make it predictable. Right. What if,
0: you mentioned earlier, and I'm just firing at you with questions, by all the right. way. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, this is my brain thinking here. You know, what if they have security risk concerns? You said, oh, all they gotta do is give me my social security date of birth and all this other stuff. Oh, interesting,
1: well, yeah. I, This is a
2: crazy world. You know, why am I doing that? (laughs) Yeah. You know, that was something that was very surprising to me when I was new in the business. At first, I was kind of like, well, you know, if you don't mind, give me your social security number. And then I started asking all kinds of details. Like, well, how much do you earn? I end up finding myself, I'm in church or in a social situation. I'll ask somebody, how much do you earn? My wife will punch me. (laughs) You can't ask me. Well, that... (laughs) But, you know, we're like doctors, you know, someone comes into the doc and they don't want to show you what they got anymore. And you want to see what they got. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So, and and I'm sensitive to that where I am more than happy. I was meeting with a couple today and they're like, we are not filling anything out online. We're going to meet with you in person or we're not doing this. Okay, cool. Hmm. Come on in. Let's sit down. Let's get all the details. So I have to get the, the information. But people really are not strange about that at all.
0: And again, know? that's probably the personal relationship that you're bringing or the local component that you're bringing. Yep. If this is somebody that they just found on the internet somewhere, they should be a little leery.
2: Yeah. that. I mean, are you going to go online and send off an application somewhere and think that that information is all secure versus you're dealing with somebody locally yep. and somebody, if anything goes weird, you can walk down the street and say, hey, wait a minute, buddy, we got a problem. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, you were telling a story a little while ago about um, a, a, a closed or a co- something that was under contract where mm-hmm. an appraised value came in um, lower right. and how you kind of were able to problem solve that situation for that buyer, give mm-hmm. them different options. Can you tell us a little bit about like, how those types of things arise and you know, what kind of remedies you have?
2: Sure. I mean, we're in a crazy market and when things get crazy and prices go up quickly, Appraisals take a little bit of time to catch up to that. That's by nature of the the, the way appraisals have to be done. So um, you know, let's let's take an example where someone's buying a house for four hundred twenty thousand, and now the appraisal comes in at four hundred thousand. All right. So does that mean the deal's dead? Let me do the math. That's twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand. Okay. under Which Just, is five sure we're good. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So you look at that and you're like, okay, we came under the on the appraisal. Who's going to pay that? Of course, the sellers are saying, "Hey, you're the guy who, you know, I picked your offer because you're offering more." Buyers are saying, "But am I really going to buy something that's not worth that much?" And point of clarification, is it not worth that much? Well, the appraisal report is saying, based on the evidence they can use, it's not worth that. But we know, you know, it's a really tough market out there. If you're going to get a, a property, you're going to have to go over the asking price right now. Who knows how long that's going to last? So. This is where you've got to say, okay, what are the tools available to us? You know, of course, one tool is to say to the seller, well, you're going to have to lower your price. They may say not so quickly. So another tool is meet somewhere in the middle. I'll give up 10, you give up 10, and we're going to be there. But there's some creative ways of doing this, such as to say, you know what? Before we didn't need PMI, private mortgage insurance. That's an extra cost that you would have if you're not putting 20% down. Let's suppose in this example, they're putting 20% down. But now we can keep everything exactly the same way as it was before, but we could add on a little bit of PMI cost. Okay, Now, what does that mean? Well, it might mean your payment is 50 bucks more a month. Okay, Do we like that? No. But are we willing to do that to get into this home? We might say, yeah, absolutely. But there's another way of doing it. Another way is to say... Maybe we could switch over to another loan program, All right. Or could we do a one-time buyout of the PMI, all right? And I won't get into too many of the numbers. Well, my head is spinning now. Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah. That's my job, right. all right? My job is to come up with and say, you know what? we got about five options. Let's start working through these things and let's look at what the numbers are.
0: And my job as a real estate agent is to be kind of the the coordinator of all this and help negotiate and get the best deal for you, the buyer. Or if, it's, if I'm representing the seller, I'm here to make sure that we can kind of hold firm and, and get the buyer to figure out their mm-hmm. the things they need to be doing right. to make the deal happen also. And so there, there's a component of uh, merging of working with the lender, working with the other agent involved, working with your agent whoever you are the buyer or the seller yep. to say this deal can't happen yep. it's not it's not a, a deal breaker it's not like doomsday scenario when an appraisal comes in low
2: yep and the cool thing is it's rarely an adversarial conversation it's you know i'm working between the two agents you guys are talking to each other you're talking to the buyer you're talking to the seller what's important to you you know and if somebody says you know what i got a job in colorado and i've got to be there in 3 weeks that is absolutely important to me. and I'll give up $5,000 in order to do that. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know? So there are ways to work through this. And sometimes it costs you more money. Sometimes it doesn't. Hmm. Sometimes it's just a matter of, can we come up with a solution that works for everybody? I, I tell agents all the time, I tell buyers, you do not want to be an expert at what I do. You want to know the expert and you want to know enough to say, does that make sense? And now help me make my decision. Yep. That's all you need.
1: As a newbie agent, I'm gonna ask a question that may be silly, but um, is there ever such a thing as, so you order the appraisal, is there ever such a thing as getting another appraisal? Is that a... Rarely. Okay.
2: Very rarely, and the reason for that is let's suppose we if I said you know what I don't like that appraisal Mm -hmm. let me get another one and see if it comes in higher okay what the federal government is going to do and probably rightfully so is say wait a minute you're just fishing for the price you want and you're convincing these buyers to buy something that's not really worth that so think back to 2008 and we are not in a 2008 kind of market right but back then we had appraisals that were getting out of control everything was getting out of control Again, we are not in that kind of a, a market. It sometimes feels that way. The difference is, we just don't have the inventory right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see the speculation that we had in two thousand eight. We don't see the liar loans that we had back then, which meant you earn how much? Oh, fifty thousand. Let's write down a hundred thousand. You know, that was absolutely the type of environment that was occurring in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. <laughs> That's <laughs> not good. Yeah, not healthy. And we, we are not, not there. We are not. And there. you know.
0: The, between lenders and especially real estate agents, we might pigeonhole appraisers to be the bad guy. Yeah. You, the buyer or the seller, listening to this, you might think the appraisers are the bad guy. They are the your good guys out there. They are there to keep the market in check to make sure things aren't spiking or decreasing at a dramatic rate, and making sure that you're not overpaying or underpaying for what you're for what you're buying or selling out there. Mm-hmm. I think it lends, I think we have, we know a few appraisers in town that we can bring on our show and, and help clarify a little bit of that perspective because, you know, that is an unseen world.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And
0: like I was saying,
2: can you buy over the appraised value? Absolutely. The appraiser is your friend, if you will, who just said, Hey, by the way, you're paying a little bit more than what the market over the last few months. And they're always looking in the rearview mirror for an appraiser. That's what the market over the last few months was telling me as a professional that that's worth. And, and they're an independent person who has not fallen in love yep. with that house. They're, yep. they're not biased in any way. It is a business decision. You fall in love, but you also have to know what the numbers yeah.
0: are. Yeah. Well, Marlon, you're amazing because you're organized. You're an educator, so you can communicate and you are experienced. And that is critical in today's market. So we want to just get to know you a little bit more. Okay. And, and as we... Did before with Dave, and as we continue with all of our guests, we have five iconic questions to ask you. And do I have a
2: prize at the end of this? If I answer,
0: there this might be. My- <laughs> do you have correct questions? That is the answer. Now, so first one. No. Hopefully, these are easy for you. What's your favorite restaurant in town?
2: Wow, that's tough. Ah, I, I, I can't name a favorite restaurant in town. Give I mean, us a couple. Village Square is wonderful. Anything on the downtown mall. You know, you just got to roam around and. Find what you're in the mood for mm-hmm. on that night. Um, El Centro, um, you know, you got uh, Tuckier Guadalajara. Oh, oh See, that's yeah. That's top one there. Goodness. There you go. You can okay. Google that, and
0: that's definitely up on the mm-hmm. list there. The Thompson, Indian Winchester. Buffet.
2: I don't know if they're up to buffet yet again or not, but they got to get that going over on uh, Millwood Pike. Oh, yeah, I've awesome. never
1: been there, but everyone... Loves it. If you yeah.
0: like Indian food, I know uh-huh. that that is legit.
2: Okay. Manolets. I mean, um, the butcher block. See, you're just is rattling oh, wow. them all <laughs> butcher, butcher station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, oh, that is goodness. great. Yeah. 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 IG cans. Yeah. All
1: right. This is supposed to be 20 seconds or less. <laughs> That's right. Fire away. All right. If you could live anywhere in Winchester, where would it be?
2: It'd be in Whittier Acres, where I live. Oh, oh yes. Easy uh, answer, right? Love it. That's a great Wonderful neighborhood. Wonderful walking neighborhood. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Love it. Great neighborhood.
0: So what, um, let me just ask question number three here. Why is Winchester a good place to live?
2: You know, uh, it's the right size. It, it's, you can get lost, like you said, or you can you know, run into your friends. Close enough to D.C., you got lots of outdoor things. I love the green circle that's going on. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. The Museum of Shenandoah Valley, have you been out on their trails and everything? It's amazing. Yeah.
0: They have their own little like Stonehenge out there. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Go check that out. Yeah, And <laughs>
2: Shenandoah University, so yeah. what's there not to love?
1: Great. Where do you meet new friends in Winchester?
2: Uh, I'd say probably church, mm-hmm. meet folks, or we'll go to a concert or something like that, or an event downtown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Last but not least, what is one of Winchester's hidden gems? Mm.
2: Already mentioned the Museum of Shenandoah Valley. We've listed
1: so many things already. <laughs> yeah, the
2: trails at the museum, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. probably a, a hidden gem. Mm. Nothing else to come to mind. You're hitting it, though.
1: Yeah, that you is. got it all in.
0: Well, thank you for being here, Marlon. We're not done with you yet. But okay. before we wrap this up, we have our segment of HGTV said what? And let me tell you, <laughs> they say lots of crazy things. They
1: yeah. do. And what so you
0: because you're here, Marlon, we're going to touch on a subject that you might find near and dear to your heart. Have you ever seen the show Flip or Flop? Yes. And Tarek and Christina, and again... They've now since separated and have their own shows. But whenever mm-hmm. you go back to any of those old reruns, it's a quick little show that shows you all the fun ins and outs of flipping a house. Mm-hmm. And they make all kinds of magical money, right?
1: Every At time. End of the show.
0: <laughs> do you see the numbers? Right. And the numbers pop up on the screen. We bought this house for 500000 We dumped in $150,000. Right. We sold it for 900000 And here's the magic number that we got. All right. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Timeout. I have to call... BS on that because they don't take into account commissions for real estate. They don't take into account true fair market construction Mm. values. Mm -hmm. I got to see what goes on behind the scenes back there with their magical HGTV fairies and elves that come in and fix these houses up for the costs that they claim they fixed them up for. Sure. Yeah. And then there's all the other fees that go on in transactions that... Okay, there's holding costs, yep. there's utilities, there's insurance, there's taxes. None of those come up on the screen at the end of the show. Right. And so from a numbers guy, Marlon, I mean, have you seen houses be flipped where they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars at a time?
2: Not hundreds of thousands. No.
0: And maybe that's the difference of Winchester versus California. Yeah,
2: I'd say in this area, and I work with people who are flipping houses and so forth, they're often looking saying, you know what, I need to make 30000 or more.
0: That's a little more reasonable. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a show say that they made $30,000 <laughs> and they were happy with it. That's right. You know, So if you're out there looking to be an investor yep. and you see a profit margin of roughly twenty or 30000 you should be excited about that. Absolutely. Mm. Don't get into your HGTV googly eyes Fix excited <laughs> and wanting <laughs> to make $100,000, $150,000. Right. Not realistic. Yep. So that is the HGTV movement. Of the day, I feel really. like
1: that one could be it every couple of weeks. That could be. <laughs> that's that's, be a, common of theme. That. that's a common theme. On I've done a couple
2: flips. It's a fun thing to do, especially if you're putting in the sweat equity yourself. I bought a house when the foreclosure auction at the courthouse steps. Mm. That's a thrill. Whoa. Oh yeah. It gets yeah. you all excited. You get that high. Keep it and keep it and keep it and then you walk away and like, what did I what do? What did I <laughs> do? And but
1: your wife's like, "What did you do?" She was the
2: one who had the idea. Oh, but good it, for it, her. it's a great, you know, thing to do but mm-hmm. it's not as advertised on tv either. absolutely it's not
1: for the faint of heart it's a lot of work
2: but mm-hmm. it, it can be fun
0: it's possible yeah. but it is not hgtv easy i me That's tell right. you that for sure. so nikki what kind of local things are going on here in winchester
1: yeah i wanted to share um one of my favorite summertime events um there is community yoga on the courthouse steps usually either on the steps if it's raining sometimes or on the grass across from uh roma on the old town mall on you wednesdays do yoga
0: in the rain Um, On the on
1: on the courthouse steps. Oh yeah, okay. You can be covered up there. So I know sometimes um, Stephanie teaches when it is raining, but it's on Wednesdays, six thirty p.m., and it's five dollars, and you can not take a yoga class anywhere for five dollars. Five dollars. Still wanting to, um, you know, socially distance, be outside in the fresh air. You can take yoga outside on Wednesdays at 630.
0: I call that a hidden gem. Yeah,
1: right? it is. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, it's uh, my friend Stephanie, um, and she's a wonderful teacher. You would definitely love it. You should check it out.
0: Awesome. And yeah. I got to give a shout out to Shenandoah University and their summer music theater. Mm -hmm. SSMT is what it's called for short, and they're doing a run of Greece Greece right now, all summer long, about 40 shows. Mm -hmm. So there's still a week left. I'm not sure of the tickets because they they were limiting tickets, and they, I think, released a little bit more because of how uh, the COVID count is a little bit better than it was when they first announced the Mm -hmm. show. Um so go check out their box office because there's it goes until the end of the month. So nice. you've got about a week, week and a half left to to knock that out and go see grease.
2: And I saw bright boxes at
1: downtown. They, yeah. they are open just again. reopened. That is exciting. That's very yeah. exciting, yep. We're,
0: things to do.
2: yeah, mm-hmm. getting them back to some kind of normal.
0: Getting back into it. So Marlon, quick parting words, how can people find you?
2: Yeah, it's pretty easy. Just go to mortgage and it's mortgage by com.
0: Marlon, like the The fish, fish. like the fish. All right. You got it. That is awesome. Thank you so much for being here because again, we want to continue to promote our local people and you hit it out of the park today, Marlon. You're amazing. Appreciate it.
2: it. Good to be associated with you guys. Thanks for doing this.
0: Absolutely. Remember when you're looking forward for a real estate professional and lender, Mm -hmm. make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. So until next time, think iconic.
1: And if you're enjoying listening, uh, we would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this episode. It would mean the world to us. Until next time.
0: Bye.